Have you ever thought about how incredibly complex our spit is? It may only be 99% water, but just saliva isn't simple. That remaining 1% holds incredibly meaningful information that could change everything. And I'm not just talking about your family tree. Hi, I'm Baratunde Thurston, and on this season of Spit, an iHeartRadio podcast with 23andMe, we explore how DNA isn't just about ancestry. It can also be key to understanding your health. What's good and welcome back. If you're a Bachelor or a pop culture fan, we've got a very fun episode for you today. If you're part of Bachelor Nation, then you might be familiar with Becca Tilly and her podcast, Scrubbing In, which she co-hosts with her real-life BFF, Tanya Rad. In each episode, you can hear these friends fangirling over their favorite shows, working through boy troubles, and hanging out with the biggest celebrity guests. Becca and Tanya often discuss the importance of being true to yourself, being who you are and being proud of that. And in order to make confident choices in your life, it's important to arm yourself with knowledge before taking action. And that's where 23andMe comes in. Tanya recently took a 23andMe test and is excited to receive her reports. She believes the health information contained in a 23andMe test can be empowering, especially when it comes to learning more about your health and family history. After discussing what their producer, Mark, learned from his own 23andMe reports, the ladies sit down with representatives from 23andMe to learn more about what Tanya can expect to learn from hers. Let's listen in as Becca and Tanya dive deeper and learn how the information contained in 23andMe test reports can inspire you to take action in your own life. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rapp, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. We are scrubbing in. Scrub a dub dub. <laughs> um, uh, how's it going? So good. So I have been cleaning out my apartment and I got rid of two trash bags of just like old spices that are expired and just kind of like all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. I found my journal that I used when I did the calling in the one. Yeah, which remind listeners that what year was that? So I believe I started it in 2018 uh, and into 2019. So this was, I don't even know, a couple years before the pandemic. And basically it's a it's a seven week program where every day you have homework and you do this thing and you have like a journal that you write every you have like one journal that you do all your homework in. Right. And a Mm -hmm. lot of the homework involves cutting and pasting and kind of making these like collages. So my journal has several different collages, but I was looking through and I found this one and it is so like specific and crazy because this is before I met Red Star and I literally like found him. Like I brought him to me. Like I called okay. in the one. So okay. for the listeners, yeah, describe it. For the listeners who can't hear or can't see, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a it's a like a picture of a little a little kid and a man, and they're like in a lake or something, right? In the background. And then there's the words Mr. Sunshine across the the lake. And then there's a picture of Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. So I love the relationship between Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. I've always loved them. I think they're just like a really good team. Um, They are true partners and I feel like they treat each other like 
king and queen, right? So I've loved their relationship. What I didn't realize at the time, Gabrielle Union, they have their own kids as well, but she is also a stepmom. Wow. And Mr. Sunshine <laughs> describes my boyfriend to a T. Like he is just like this like happy, positive man. Uh-huh. Mark's grimacing, but it's true. Well, I, I'm kind of with Mark. Okay. <laughs> yeah. that, this seems the stretchiest thing so far. What? He is like a ball of sunshine. That guy is happy as a clam. I think you are. I think you are Miss Sunshine, which would then would make Robbie Mr. Mr. Sunshine. Sunshine. But I don't think I don't think you've ever called him Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> but I think people refer to you as Sunshine all the time. Okay, and we have a dog together named Sunny Sunshine. That's more significant than any of the other things. So with Sunshine, this Wait, is her name is Sunny Sunshine. No, yeah, her it's name sunny. is Sunny Sun. <laughs> her name is Sunny Sunshine Rad. Yeah, since her when? Name is Wait, yeah. since when was her middle name Sunshine? <laughs> it is Sunshine. Okay, when you found. <laughs> I'm imagining Tanya like going through her head how she's gonna bring this all together and she's like Sunny doesn't have a middle name it's Sunshine no it is Sunshine because we wanted to name her Sunshine but we thought Sunny was cuter can you prove this somewhere is there evidence anywhere yeah we might need a text from Robbie do Robbie's kids who play with Sunny 50% of the time at least know that her middle name is Sunny and her last name is Rad (laughs) wait wait please wait Tanya please don't text him can I text him and ask what her middle name is yeah Please don't do I promise I'm not touching my sneaky. phone. I'll leave it here and I'll put my hands up like this. Hi, what is Sonny's middle <laughs> name? Or maybe you can say full name. Nope, that's good. No, I'm going to say middle name. Yep. Because that feels like maybe I'm like doing something where I'm doing something with Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyways, I think it's really cool. And I, I, a lot of those things I think you put on there. And I think this is really cool about manifesting and vision boards and stuff is that you put it on there, not actually knowing exactly what it's going to look like, but being able to look back and go like, oh my gosh, who would have known? And I haven't touched that journal in years. I like literally found it because I've been kind of cleaning out and going through stuff in my kitchen. It was like in my... Sadly, it was in my junk drawer, but um, <laughs> uh, I started flipping through it. And so I was like really kind of taken aback by that. Well, um, I can't believe that was in 2018. Like my mind is blown. That feels like last year we were talking about calling in the I one. I know, and- but it's a seven week program and I didn't really I didn't do it every single day for the seven weeks. I think it took me a little bit longer. So long time. Yeah, to really, well, just, you really put in the work. You the really put in the work. among us, I will have to say that it is possible that when you do these vision boards, you are then free to retroactively justify everything that's on them. And you've done this in the past. Explain. Like, John Legend was on one, and then like three years ago, he was a guest on the show, and you're like, holy crap, my vision board came true. Okay. I, I think that's a stretch. Because John Legend and my boyfriend went to the same college. Okay. Again... <laughs> If you had put, if you had met somebody totally different than Robbie, you would find ways to make that book point to that guy. That's not true, Mark. That Listen, is true. sometimes it is easy to do this. And then I had the vision board with this cabin that I literally ended up staying in. But that was more like a direct, like that really Image. was 
a direct image. I know. And I I'm, I'm going to put my hands cabin. down just to show you guys one more photo. I'm not texting him, I swear. No, I already got a response. Oh. And it was so funny. Hold on. And so there's also this picture that I put of this couple kissing on a bed. And the words right above it say, in the right love, we will discover new love for ourselves. And he's done that for me. Okay, but... <laughs> I think this is what Mark's saying that anyone. Okay, that one's not up... so specific. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. But what? I, I think that the key here is that you manifested a love that you cherished and who loved you, and it was what you were looking for, and you found that. And I think that's the main focus of finding this journal. It's not so much the specifics, but more about you calling in the one. Guys, it was pretty, like, <laughs> exciting for me. Okay, but if you had met a different guy, totally different, who doesn't have kids, they'd be like, look at this. Look, he's right there with little boy. He was with his nephew last weekend, and he's so great with kids. I totally see how this comes together. And Mr. Sunshine, on our first date, he had to get his sunglasses out of the glove compartment because <laughs> the sun was in his eyes so brightly. I mean, you guys, how perfect is this? Okay, explain the Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union connection. I still can't explain that with Robbie. <laughs> oh my gosh. You just don't get it, Mark. You just the fact don't that Dwayne, get it. The fact that she is a stepmom. Yes. You would have found a way. You would have said, oh my gosh, you guys, he loves basketball. And I put <laughs> Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union on my vision board. I can't believe it. Guess what? I didn't even know he was an athlete. And by the way, Robbie does love basketball. There's another tie-in. There it is. What team did he play for? I'm not sure. I don't like basketball. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you guys, this mess, this thread is the funniest thing. So I just said, hi, what is Sonny's middle name? And he says, LOL, hi, dot, dot, dot. Not sure. She has many middle names. Not sure if anything official. I think it's Randy Moss. Sonny Randy Moss, yeah, rad. But it has changed several times. So I send like the dead emoji. And he goes, I just asked the kids. They also said Randy Moss. Randy Moss. There you go, Tanya. <laughs> that is not her. That is not. That is not her official middle name. It sounds he like said, it is. <laughs> he said, "What is Tanya saying?" And I said, "Sunshine." And he goes, "LOL." I mean, that has been tossed around. See, no, Randy no. Moss and Sunshine. No. <laughs> I am calling her Sunny Randy Moss from now on. <laughs> no, you guys. There's no like official birth certificate for a dog, so but there's not like Tanya. <laughs> Tanya, this is this is actually important. Randy Moss is an professional athlete, as is Dwayne Wade. Wow. <laughs> Bring it on, Becca. Bring it on. I'm telling you, I'm I'm, I'm trying. Do you want to wanna bring out one of your you. bachelor journals and see what you manifested? I, I literally have Life in general organized my place so well that I have no idea where it is, but <laughs> I will locate it and find because I do want to read some of those excerpts because they're pretty funny. But um, yeah, we'll just stick with with yours today. But I, when you said that, I was immediately like, I need to find the journal. And then I was like, where would that be? It's in a nicely labeled bin somewhere. I do know that. I'm just so happy I didn't throw away my journal. Oh my gosh. I mean, that is some gold right there i would never think you'd throw away your journal like that feels so off brand for I you i gave my book my calling in the one book to somebody else well that makes sense like you're passing it on but like a journal feels like so i imagine your po your 
you know, excerpts are very um, in-depth and something that you'd want to keep for your wedding one day. (laughs) Honestly, they're kind of embarrassing. No, I am so shocked at the way I wrote as a 26-year-old. Like, that's what shocked me the most reading The Bachelor Journal. I was like, wait. Wait, You sounded like you were 15. Like a high schooler, yeah. too. That's how mine sound. Like I'm like, I hope that da 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 da, and like uh, my fear is da 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 da. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. Um, today we're actually going to be talking about 23 and Me, and it kind of like revolves. Yeah, just switching around- gears a tad, you know, like from manifestation to like actual DNA. Yes. Um, and we're going to be talking about like kind of how important it is to know your background for you know multiple reasons but tanya sent hers in you haven't gotten your results right no i haven't but we're gonna kind of talk through like what are your like what are you hoping for from the results and what are you looking for are you nervous about anything you expecting anything no are you nervous about anything i don't know doesn't it tell you like health stuff yeah that's not yeah it's health stuff and i'm like pretty sure that i'm 100 serbian because it's like both my parents are 100 and their parents are 100 and their parents are 100 so i feel like i'm hundo p what if you weren't what what would you be if you weren't i don't know but then i would look at my grandparents differently what if you had 50 percent of something totally different (laughs) would that totally shake you up yeah (laughs) It would be kind of interesting. Well, that's what's crazy. Every I've heard so many crazy stories about it of like people thinking one thing their whole life and then just innocently doing this test and getting the results and being like. But there's a lot of the health heck? benefits too. Like you can kind of see if you're predisposed, predisposed, pre preconditioned. You, I think you had it. Oh my! Me, <laughs> oh my. man! Don't second guess yourself. Predisposed to certain like illnesses and and ailments and diabetes and things like that. So there are a lot of also health benefits as well. Mark, you did it right. I did it. I'm looking at my ancestry results right now. I'm 99.7 percent European, mostly Northwestern European, about a quarter Ashkenazi Jewish. I'm primarily from Norway, Sweden, Germany. England, Ireland, which uh, none of that is terribly surprising, but it's still fun to look at, fun to check out. And then, yes, you do the health stuff on here. Uh, Nothing alarming. That was nice. Uh, It's really fun to dig into. Plus, they have all kinds of like, I don't know what you'd call them, like cute little quirks about you. Like, you know, um, you are more disposed to like um, butterflies, but no more like foods, more (laughs) like salty foods as opposed to sweet foods or like asparagus really makes your pee smell like stuff like that i'm not i'm not kidding that was actually in there but doesn't asparagus make everybody's pee smell can they tell us how i think it varies i've never i've never had that with asparagus like i've never like oh my god like people describe i've never experienced that i'd like to smell you your pee after you have asparagus okay (laughs) Okay, we'll set that up okay (laughs) we'll we'll have to do that on another day asparagus odor detection (laughs) likely can smell the asparagus odor in your urine and i can so they nailed that one kind of vague no kind of but they say but they just say you're more likely you're not as likely like for example you can taste bitterness uh you're likely to have a cleft chin i do you're likely to have detached earlobes i do you know that sort of thing Oh, wow. All right. Well, Interesting. check well, this we're gonna, out. Yeah, we're going to get um, back into this with reps from 23andMe. So we'll be right back with them.
Now let's take a moment and listen to a story of how understanding your health begins with understanding what your genetics say about you. For Brittany and Carlos, 23andMe helped make a father-daughter reunion possible. For both of them, the experience was life-changing. I did have a person who I thought was my dad, and he wasn't really involved. We didn't have a lot of things in common. So I took the test and found out who Carlos was, my dad. I immediately found like a lot of similarities that I've been looking for for a long time. It was really overwhelming, but a very good, overwhelming feeling. Both of my parents are deceased, so my parents never had the chance to meet her and know they had a grandchild out there. My mom was a phenomenal basketball player, and so is Brittany, so my mother would have definitely loved that. <laughs> Through 23andMe, Carlos helped Brittany discover important insights into her family health history. My mom died at 47 from diabetes. You know, in the Black community, it's very, very prevalent. The only way we can change it is dietary habits and so forth. It has to be something that we start at a young age. It starts when we're young and then snowballs until we're older. I think that it's just really important to like focus on that in your relatives and then also pass on that information just because it may not just be you. Thanks to 23andMe, Brittany's reunion with her dad, Carlos, changed her life. It's answered a lot of the questions that I didn't know that I have. So don't be afraid to do it. Connect with people that you didn't think that you have consider those health reasons. There's a lot of tests involved with 23andMe that could really benefit you and then a lot of people around you. This story was brought to you by 23andMe. Learn more about your ancestry and get personalized genetic insights into your health. Get started today at 23andMe.com. All right, you guys, so we're back, and we have Elisa and Stacy here from 23andMe, and they are here to answer all of our questions that we have about the 23andMe process. So please welcome them in to the Scrubbing In OR. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> so I want you guys to kind of talk about, you know, when, you, when people hear 23andMe, they think that it's like just ancestry. They're going to see like where they came from, but there's so much more to it than that, right? Yes, I'll take this one. Um, so there is a whole world of health information within 23andMe uh, that is super exciting. I'm a genetic counselor, so my background is all about genetics and thinking through health. Um, overall, our Health Plus Ancestry Service, there's over 65 health reports, and they touch upon, you know, your potential chances to have a genetic um, increased likelihood for different conditions. They also provide information about genetic variants you might pass on to your children and just general wellness. So exercise, weight, diet, all sorts of things. Um, and then there's even the 23andMe Plus membership that adds another 20 plus reports and ongoing features throughout the year. So a lot of health information. I have a question about it. Like when you get information about health, is it kind of is it specific like percentages or what does that look like for people when they get it? Is it just like this is something you're likely to maybe uh, experience or how does it work? So it, it can vary. So there's um, two different ways of thinking about um, genetics and your health. So one is you may have like one or two genetic variants. And, and those are just like the, the DNA differences between people. We just call those genetic variants. 
um, you may have one or two that like really might impact a certain condition um, where you, you if you have that variant, your, your chances of developing that condition, you know, might be like three times or four times higher than the average person. Mm -hmm. And so in those conditions, we might tell you, you have this genetic variant, here is how it, it potentially impacts your health, how many people with that variant go on to develop that condition. Um, there's a whole nother side of this, which is conditions that you might be more familiar with, like type two diabetes, mm -hmm. migraine, things like that, where there's not just one smoking gun. There's not just one or two genetic variants, but it might be thousands or tens of thousands of genetic variants that all have this like tiny little effect. And what we do then is we add all that up to sort of give you this overall predisposition where we tell you, you might be at increased likelihood. And in those cases, then we can give you like a percent chance, right? How many people mm -hmm. like you, what percentage of people like you um, actually have that condition. And so you can kind of get that like um, exact number on it um, for yourself. Yeah, that's really helpful. Have y'all had, I mean, I'm sure there's so many stories of people who maybe never even considered something specific about their health being a chance for them. And then they do this test and get it back and get the results. And maybe they go in for a checkup and catch something that they wouldn't have caught sooner had they not seen that possibility. I don't know if I'm wording this right, but have y'all had any stories like that or seen anything where people like it literally could save a life if they caught something early we do we actually get a lot of customers writing in and we have a whole team that works on these amazing customer stories to get them out there and you know the ones that i think come most to mind that come up a lot are associated with brca um so this is if you have a variant it greatly increases your chance for breast and ovarian cancer in women there's also other certain cancers as well and it can have a big impact for males too um and this is something that a lot of people have no idea they have these variants we only test for a select three and we're not diagnosing cancer right there's definitely limitations mm -hmm. within the testing right um, but if you have this variant, um, it's really important to get it confirmed, right? You need to get confirmatory testing, but it is such that you, there's a lot of different actions that you can take to greatly reduce your risk for cancer, because we're talking about very high numbers here. Um, and the variants that we test for are really common in people that have Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry up to one in 40. So, so many people don't know this. And ultimately we have these amazing stories of women who have found out um, some were adopted and had no idea they had Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry. Mm -hmm. um, some were conceived via sperm donor and had no idea, right? Or some knew that yeah. they had Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry, but had no idea that there were these, you know, increased likelihood that they could have these variants. Um, and so just incredible stories of the actions people um, are able to take and this empowerment. Um, so we've seen it from, you know, the BRCA, type 2 diabetes. We get a lot of stories of people saying, this makes me realize I need to take action, right? There's so yeah. many things that I can do just living that healthy lifestyle that can really have a big impact on reducing your chances. So we get a lot of these stories. Um, it's one of my favorite parts of what I do because I get to hear these stories. And so you really get that that feeling of, okay, it's, there's, there's a reason of what we're doing behind this, right? We're actually impacting people's lives. And I know the test is, is I did it. So it's easy. Like you get the test and you fill up a, a tube to like the certain line with like your spit. So you just like spit in it or whatever. But is there it, like it, let's just say you didn't spit to the line or if there is like, would you send it back to somebody else, like to somebody and say like, do it again? Or like, does that ever happen? Yeah. So we have some quality control measures. So when you send that tube off to the lab, they're going to check to make sure that we can, you know, get enough DNA. So, you know, you're, 
your spit, basically what we're looking at is like the cheek cells that sort of come along for the ride in, in your spit. So sometimes there's not enough cells in there, so we can't get enough DNA out. So the lab will do those like sort of quality controls or there's not enough spit or, you know, the, it, it doesn't run properly. And so if the, any of that happens, that sort of gets kick, kicked back. And generally we'll send a replacement kit so you can give it a second try, um, you know, to, to, to get that full experience. We do whatever we can. Right? I was happy that, that it was, about. I was happy that it was spit because I don't know why I thought DNA <laughs> testing was like, like blood or like you know blood so I was like uh, I didn't know what you were gonna say I was like Tanya's just like I'm not I don't know about pricky like sending my blood and then they're like no no just spit I was like oh great 23 and me it is it's a lot of spit but yes uh spit's uh way better collecting than than blood in my opinion (laughs) way easier way less dramatic um Tanya and I were talking about so Tanya both of her parents are Serbian and her their parents are Serbian and she was like I feel like I would be 100% Serbian and I was I was saying like what if your results came back and it was totally different than what you expected do you see a lot of those stories and I'm I'm assuming people who maybe aren't familiar if they were adopted and weren't familiar you know with biological parents but um I imagine that can be kind of overwhelming for people sometimes to get these results and and get answers that maybe they they didn't even realize they had questions about. Yeah, I think with the ancestry side, um, you know, one thing to always keep in mind is what we're looking at is like what your DNA says. And that's not the same as like culture and like how you grew up and, and all of that, right? And so mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, political borders change and, you know, maybe the border has has shifted. And so you're getting a result that's saying like, hey, I'm, I'm from this other place, but I know my family is, you know, is from here. And sometimes the DNA doesn't like reflect what we know that happened, happened in history. So, um, you know, it's, it's a start. The ancestry is sort of a start of a journey to like look into maybe, hey, maybe your family like moved and it was, you know, my great, great, great grandparents that we didn't know about came from somewhere else. So that's sometimes what happens with, with those results. Um, but I think what's interesting is hearing people talk about like, oh, it was exactly what I like thought I was and it was great. Or it was exactly what I thought it, it was. And I wish I had found something different. So yeah, yeah. Go either way. For the extended one that you were saying, like the, the um, what were you saying earlier that there was like a second layer of it that you can kind of follow up and get more information the 23 me plus. Yeah. Can you get like food allergies with that or is that totally different? So we don't have food allergies right now. We do have a couple things that touch on food. Um, so we have like lactose intolerance or um, predisposition to things like celiac disease, oh. but not specific food allergies. Um, food's a little tough because it's um, both, you know, you, how you react, but you know, we have, we're all, we all have like this gut microbiome. Um, and so it's also how like all your little colonizers are um, um, reacting to the food you eat as well. So um, it's a little tough to do food allergies with just, with just your genetics. We do have some other allergies though, like dog and cat allergies, oh. Yes, um, which is really interesting. Yes. Thank you, Stacy. <laughs> I always wonder if maybe I'm like mildly allergic to dogs, like my dog sitting right here. I would, I don't, I would never care. Like I would never do anything about it, but I've always wondered that and with cats. But I think, I think even just the basic of something like celiac disease or lactose intolerance yeah. is really helpful for people. Cause I don't think a lot of people realize how much, if it's affecting your body, how much it affects like everything. It can affect your mental health. Like the gut is so powerful. Let me tell you, oh, I've never officially been told that I'm lactose intolerant, but like the way that, dairy makes me feel 
I I'm like diagnosed myself. So I'm curious to see what my 23 and me says about my lactose tolerance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Elisa, you might be able to help me out here, but lactose intolerance is really interesting because actually, you know, the way human evolution was, everyone was lactose intolerant. And there was actually a genetic variant that occurred that made it so that you could actually stay lactose tolerant. So it's much more likely for people to actually be lactose intolerant in a lot of the world. So um, it's something that a lot of people don't think about, but really it's very common. So uh, we're actually looking at a variant for lactose tolerant that, you know, is something that came about later on in evolution. That's really cool. And I also think like I, I was I really like that people can get the results and they don't have to be a scientist or a doctor to read them and understand them. Cause sometimes, I mean, when you get your labs done at the doctor oh and they're like, gosh. yeah, we sent, you, we sent you the labs and you look at it and you're like, um, I'm like, can somebody translate? I have no idea. What, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think, um, Mark was reading his earlier and talking, he was reading it as he was, you know, talking to us about it. And it was so just like straightforward. There was no, moment of me being like what in the heck does that mean like it's all very straightforward yes no yeah so I I wanted to acknowledge that and and like how important was that for y'all because people are doing these at-home tests and making it really accessible and easy to get the results without feeling confused I guess yeah, that's yeah. that's top of mind as we're creating these reports is right we're, we're always thinking about not just how can we make it you know easy for someone to understand but also like who is the person that's going to be receiving this result and like really mm-hmm. thinking about what, what do they need when they're receiving these different results? You know, some are super fun and friendly and some are more serious and, and really thinking through and keeping that person in mind is like, as a core part of how we do our work. Yeah. I love that part about it. Um, is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you would want people to know about 23andMe that maybe haven't done it or haven't heard about it, or this is their first time hearing about it? I, you know, I think, you know, we really feel that knowledge is empowerment, right? Um, but it is something that, you know, you can't undo knowing. And there's a lot of things that people find, you touched upon this before, things that you never thought about that you discover about yourself. And so I always say the genetic counselor inside of me just says really, you know, think about it, but go into it with a very open mind. We have all these education tutorials, take a look at um, all the information that's out there. Um, but I really feel very strongly that knowledge is power. And there is so much knowledge that you can find <laughs> out about yourself from this. Well, thank you all so much for joining. Yeah, and thank you where so can much. People, where can people get the test and get it sent to them? Is there Great a website? Great question, Becca. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the main is just the 23andMe website. Um, I go there almost every day, www.23andMe.com. It's uh, the main aspect of how you can access it and kind of see all the different offerings that are out there, right? We talked about um, the different Health Plus Ancestry, the 23andMe Plus membership. So there's a a lot for everyone. And it's nationwide, right? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you all so much for coming on and um, chatting with us about it and chatting so that everyone could listen. We really appreciate y'all for scrubbing in. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you guys.
All right, you guys, we are back. And Mark is back to read emails as I really struggled last week. Thank God. So you didn't he's struggle. It, it was just like hard to follow you. Like, I was just like, yeah, I'm, Tanya was like, I missed I'm, something. I miss Mark. This is really hard. Oh, that's kind like, of sweet. But thank you. And thank you, Becca. And here we go. This is from Amanda. I've been on and off dating a man off because of me who is so loving, cares about me, tells me, shows me all the time, but not in an annoying way. When we first started dating, I was fresh out of a three-year relationship. That was my excuse, and I wanted to see what else was out there. He's the best one I've found for sure. However, I have a master's in nursing, and he works at a brewery. And I know it shouldn't bother me, but it does. Not the brewery part, but the educational financial part. He pays his own bills and can afford enough, but I've never seen myself being the money maker. Is that a deal breaker? Or am I throwing away true love over something stupid? So... Here's my my uh, knee jerk reaction is if you're if you found this man that's like everything that you've wanted and is like has all the qualities that you're looking for, circumstances change. And it to me, it's more it's not like what he does professionally, but what his dreams and his ambitions are, because we don't know, like maybe he's a bartender right now, but one day he wants to own his own bar. Or some people bartend and do, you know, their other work or are, you know, starting their business on the side. And that's, you know, so I feel like we don't have quite the information to see what his dreams and aspirations are. If he doesn't have dreams and doesn't have aspirations and he doesn't really have goals and that's bothering you, then that's always going to bother you and that's not going to go away. So I feel like ultimately it will be a deal breaker, but I feel like on the surface level, it's not. Yeah. I think this is just based on who you are and what you what's important to you. Because like for me personally, I don't think this would be a deal breaker. But I do think I do think it's valid if it's a deal breaker. Like I don't think you're a bad person for wanting someone who has like career drive and like Tanya said, dreams. But granted, we don't know much about him. But what I'm gathering from her email is that he's very content working at the bar. And, you know, there's hasn't been much movement or he hasn't shown progress in that area of like going to the next level yeah, is what I'm trying to say. It is totally personal but, preference. You're right. Yeah. And I, I just think like if that's something that's important to you and you're always going to make him feel bad about his decision because like for someone to feel content in something, especially when it's work and they, and they're still able to pull their part and pay their part, then it's not fair for you to make him feel less than because that is something that you care about more than he does. So I think if you can look past it and realize like, hey, maybe I do make more, maybe I'm a little more driven than him. And maybe, you know, that's how it's always going to be. And I love him and he's wonderful. I can look past it. Then I think you stay in it. But I think that if you're always going to worry about that and also it's going to lead into you making him feel less than I think maybe you find someone who's more on the level that you're looking for. You can't control how you feel, right? I mean, how many yeah. times have we heard from people who are dating somebody who checks every box? There's just mm -hmm. something missing. There's just, it's not tickling your pickle, to use a Tanya <laughs> phrase. It's not sparking you for whatever reason. He's hot. He's, he treats me great. He's so friendly. He's so sweet. But for some reason, it's just not happening. That's okay. And there's sometimes we can't put our finger on that and what it is. And maybe it is because of his, his ambitions and maybe it's not. Whatever. It doesn't matter if it is or not. It's not happening for you. And so I think, yeah, I think you probably have to move on 
no matter what the reason is. It's just not happening for you. you That's know, okay. You know what's interesting, though, that I think about? Because, like, back in the, you know, olden days when, <laughs> the, the, like, it was, like, the man works, the woman stays home and raises the kids, and, like, that was just the dynamic of what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, did men back then feel that way about their partner? Because it's, like, when you have two people in a relationship – I mean, I feel like odds are more likely that somebody's going to make more than the other, whether it's now, whether it's the man or the woman or, or in any sort of relationship, there's two people and somebody's going to make more than the other. It's just, it is what it is. So it's like, I wonder back in the day, if men felt like, why didn't men feel that way about their wives? Do you know what I mean? Well, I think this, I, I don't think this answers your question, but I think a lot of men are bothered by women who make more than them. They find it emasculating. Yeah, but I'm but like it's so funny because as women, like we've come so far from that now in terms of the 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 money and and the equality in the house and relationships and stuff. But you know, when she says she makes more than him. It is. There is this thing still with a woman making more than her male partner. Well, it's yeah. like what we're almost like trained by society to think what it's supposed to, the what the dynamic is supposed to look like. I know, granted, but I feel like that's yeah. changing. So it's like it is, but it's just like everything that's ingrained in us. You have to unlearn it, and sometimes that takes like a lot of work to do, and sometimes it's like. I also think deal breakers are so personal. Like someone else's deal breaker, I might be like, really? Like you're going to end something with someone because of that? But I might have a deal breaker that someone else is like, really? You're going to yeah. end something with that? So I think if if it's constantly bothering you, and, and I agree with Tanya, like if this is a, this is one of those things that's the society expectation that's ingrained in you and that's what your main focus is on, then maybe there's a way that you try to work through that. But I also think there's a lot of fish in the sea. And if, yeah. And, and if he's know. not aiming to own that bar one day, or at least kind of move up the ladder in the restaurant industry. And if he sits around playing video games all day, then I can see why she has some real problems. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'd be the same way, even if it wasn't like a bartender, let's just say, I don't even know what I want to like, you know, I don't want to stereotype. I think and I don't it's wanna, any like, job where you're not moving or trying to move forward. A yeah, goal. yeah, a goal. Like I, I love the thought of like somebody that wants to like move forward or push more or, you know what I mean? Like not be so like, I just, I don't think I could ever have a partner that's complacent. And that's just me personally. That might not, somebody else might not care about that. Somebody else might love the the day to day, the same routine and, and that, that stability and that consistency. So it's just like, yeah, it's, it's kind of preference. Well, I think specifically America really focuses on work, you know, like and I think other countries like I I've just learned this through TikTok where people like in other countries get like breaks during during the day and they don't have to like always think of work like yeah. we do in America, like our mindset. So I um, I think it's just different, different strokes for, for different, different folks. folks. Speaking of TikTok, I found out the other day this is totally off topic but that like um you know when you take your dog for a walk and they like stop to like smell the this and the smell the that and kind of like yeah, want... it's like good for them no that's like their tiktok like that's their like social media that's their kind of like thing <laughs> well i saw i don't know if it's the same thing but i saw something similar and i used to get so annoyed because phoebe sniffs 
everything. So does Sunny. Now I take her out and I'm like, sniff away. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like your Instagram time. Like, you go, girl. (laughs) So our advice to her is either (laughs) it's okay if it's a deal breaker. Get out now. It's always going to bother you. Get out now. Get out now. It's not fair to either of you. And if it's something that you want to kind of unlearn, if it's a society thing, then work on that too. But you deserve to be happy and so does he. All right, you guys. So we're done for the day. I hope you have a great week. And I promise you, I am trying to book Haley Kiyoko, but she is a busy girl and she really wants to come on the podcast. I think it'd be really fun to do like a game with with Robbie and me and Haley and you. Yeah, but we need Haley in studio. Like, I don't want her to do like a Zoom. A Zoom. Okay, I'll I'll be sure when we book her that she needs to know it'll be an in-studio interview. Yeah, because like when she comes, it's going to be like an Oprah sit-down interview. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be this quick Zoom link, bye-bye situation. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. We really no need to get to know it. her like deeply. An Oprah sit-down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, until then, have a great week. We love you and bye. 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 And that's it on another dope show. Did this episode inspire you to take a closer look at your health history, your genetic makeup? Who knew DNA could reveal so much about our past while also holding the keys to certain health insights that may impact our future? I continue to be inspired by these stories. And I hope you do as well. Catch you next time. Listen to Spit, an original podcast from iHeartRadio and 23andMe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.